Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. This week, I have a question about the eclipses. So let's just dive in, shall we? A person wrote in, and I'm going to name her Panda after my cat. Panda says, my three-year-long relationship came to an abrupt end just at July of 2019 when the eclipse season began. My relationship was rocky, and in the end, I feel like I wasn't being loved anymore. He ended it. I know that whatever ends during eclipse season, it was supposed to, and yet I'm having so much trouble looking forward to anything. All I want to do is go back to the way things were. How can I let go? What awaits me in my future? And she asks me not to share her name. But her birth information is May 26, 1992 at 8.18 a.m. in Redondo Beach, California. So let's talk first about the eclipses. Now, I've talked about the eclipses before on the show. And let me just reiterate, eclipses always happen in pairs. So we have first a solar and then a lunar eclipse right now. And they're in the sign of Cancer and Capricorn. And what Panda is saying is true. When things end during an eclipse, it's usually really deep and it's usually really intense and emotional and it feels a little like something is being ripped out of you from inside. It's intense and we are not meant to scramble to hold on to things or people. We're not. It takes about six months for the effects of an eclipse to fully show themselves to you. So for Panda or anyone else going through a breakup at this time, It's not going to be completely clear to you what it is that happened or how to deal with it for several months, for up to six months. And I think after a three-year-long relationship, that's likely to happen anyways. When we are in eclipse season, it's not just happening to you or to me. It's happening to literally everybody. And so it's not just, Panda, that you're going through this in such a way that you're heartbroken over your ex and your ex acted in a way that was abrupt or surprising. But it's also probably that the people in your life have limited energy because they're being impacted by the eclipse. And so it's not just you, it's everyone around you. People have a shorter fuse. There's a lot more blame and there's a lot more defensiveness happening in the world. And, you know, we're all culpable with that. We're all a part of that. And so we all deserve a little bit of grace with that, but we all want to make sure that we're giving grace to others around it as well. In the context of what this means for you is you may need to take extra pains this month of July and in the coming months even, but certainly now to ask your friends for help because this would be a terrible time for you to isolate yourself. The solar eclipse that happened on the 2nd happen right on your ascendant, right on your rising sign within a degree. This does not surprise me as a time where you say that he ended it. My sense looking at what's happening in your birth chart is that he may have ended it, but I imagine you kind of pushed for the ending, that you kind of were very verbal or clear that you were unhappy and not feeling like you were being treated in the way you wanted to be treated or loved in the way you wanted to be loved. And I think that this is an important thing for me to name because when we feel sad, when we are in grief, when we are bereft, when we are dealing with loss or hurt, it's easy to not take responsibility for our part because we feel like victims of that pain. 
and you are in pain and your pain is real, your grief is real, and also that you weren't happy and you weren't getting your needs met is real, that you want to go back to the way things were, I imagine that's the surface of your feelings and that it's a real rocky, compelling surface. But I don't know that that's true because you weren't happy. That's why there was conflict in your relationship. That's why there was turmoil in your relationship. In fact, Saturn has been forming a square to your natal Mars for the better part of 2019. I imagine you've been really frustrated and having kind of shitty fights with your ex. This is not a blame game. This is, let's be honest about what wasn't working. This is something I've said on the podcast before, and I'll say again. Your grief over this relationship and over this man, your sadness over losing the life you had with him is not evidence that it is healthy for you or it is true for you or that you're meant to be with him. It is only evidence of your capacity for love and your capacity for feeling and your investment and commitment to the life you had or the partner that you wanted him to be or the partner that you wanted to be. Feeling grief is just the other side of love. It's not evidence that you're meant to be with that person. I think that what's happening for you is that the intensity of your sadness over losing him and losing the life you had with him, that's a really big part of it, is compelling you to feel like it was a mistake to even enter this landscape, that you should never have to feel this bad because if you feel this bad, that means something is deeply wrong. On the one hand, that's fair. And on the other hand, I actually think that this had no place to go but where it ended up, which was ending. And the lunar eclipse that is coming on the 16th will form a sextile to your midheaven. What this means is that it's time to let go. And if you let go, you will find that your life opens up, your sense of direction opens up. So let me explain what I mean by letting go. I don't mean that you have to let go of your feelings for him or your love for the life you had with him. But what I am going to say is letting go is of your attachment to the way things were, which is not even true because you weren't happy. It wasn't that the way things were were so, so wonderful. It's that you have a story about the way things could be if only X, Y, and Z happened. So what I want to get you to do is to let go of your attachment to the way you want your life to look or your attachment of the way you want the relationship to be or the way the past was and to simply be present. And right now, in the present moment, you are experiencing grief, you are experiencing sadness and heartbreak. And it is a reflection of how deeply invested you were in the life you had with him and how much you loved him or love him still. However, it's not a reflection of it being a healthy relationship. It's not a reflection of him being your future. So if you can let go of your attachment to what these feelings mean and just allow yourself to have these feelings and then to really pay attention on the 16th with the lunar eclipse to whatever narratives are coming up for you, whatever version of the story that you have running, and to try to just put it down. Not throw it away, not invalidate it, just put it down. Because we are looking at a cardinal set of eclipses, right? Capricorn and Cancer are both cardinal signs. There goes and do's. Cardinal signs that kick off a season. So it's about this energy of making things happen and moving into the future. This energy 
of wanting to assert yourself, as I talked about in last week's podcast, can be displaced sometimes. And right now, what I want you to do is to channel that energy of wanting to fix things or or make your life better into striving to be present in your life, even if that means being present for what you've lost. This lunar eclipse at 24 degrees of Capricorn on July 16th, 2019, this lunar eclipse is falling in your relationship house. So this is the time to let go of that relationship. And hey, it's within the realm of possibility that maybe you'll get back together, but it won't be the same relationship. It can't be the same relationship because that relationship didn't work. That's not a failure. It's just what happened. You know, if you can allow yourself to be present, really present with whatever you're feeling, then what you're doing is you're letting go of your agenda. You're letting go of your narrative. You're letting go of whatever stories you're running in efforts to control your feelings. Capricorn has a funny way of turning water into ice. Capricorn has a funny way of turning vulnerability into a job. And you want to make sure that you're not allowing yourself to do that too much at this time. You're in an intense time of feeling. And as hard as that is, it's also really beautiful. Uranus is by transit forming a trine to your natal Jupiter. What this means is that you are growing. You are really growing. And it's scary sometimes and it's hard sometimes. But ultimately, you asked me at the end of your question, what awaits me in the future? Now, I don't do fortune telling. It's a very broad question. So a million things, a billion things await you in your future. But I can say that now, at this time in your life, what awaits you at first is pain. And pain is not bad. It certainly feels bad. But the pain you're going through is healthy and normal. And it's a release. And I encourage you to allow that to happen. As shitty as it is, allow it to be there. And then I see growth. I see that if you are willing and able to do the work of being with your feelings, you can get past the urgency and the demandingness of those feelings to figure out what didn't work in that relationship. What did you do to perpetuate the unhealthy dynamic? Why did you or do you feel so attached to staying in a situation that doesn't function in a healthy and effective way? Being able to really unpack and explore those questions and that landscape, if you're willing to do it, means you will transform your patterns. That is the goal, my dear. You have a Pluto sextile to Pluto by transit in 2019 and 20. You have Uranus forming that trine to your Jupiter. Pluto is also forming a sextile to your midheaven. When that transit's done, or it'll overlap a little bit with a Pluto sextile to the moon. This is a period of your life over the next couple of years where you can really transform your relationship to relationship. So your relationship to how you relate to other people and vulnerability, how hard you think it needs to be, how much freedom you get to have in relationships, how you show up, how you advocate for yourself, what your boundaries and limits are around conflict, around navigating conflict. Part of what comes next for your future is in your hands. How you take care of yourself, how you love yourself, how attached you are to one person holding the key to your happiness. All of these things are a journey. 
you can make mistakes, you can hold it in an unhealthy way today, and then make great choices and hold it in a healthy way tomorrow. It's a journey. The point is, I want to urge you to keep trying because the fullness in your heart right now is actually a beautiful gift. I know it feels awful. I know it's so shitty of me to say that in a way because heartbreak is the worst, but it is a gift because you did really build a life with someone and you love this person and you were not compatible with him, right? You know that. It sounds like you know that. You didn't want to let him go. You didn't want to have to change. It's okay to feel the grief of that. That doesn't mean you're going to be here forever. This grief doesn't mean that a mistake was made. Allow yourself to experience this part of love, the sadness, the loss. And know that obsessing on trying to figure things out and find the answers is not going to serve you at this time. What will serve you is figuring out how to be present, how to align yourself with, yes, I am in this pain right now, and also I have access to friends, loved ones, family, podcasts. You know, you have access to support and to love to the universe or God, whatever you want to call it. If you remember that you have that access, even if you don't reach out to people, even if you feel like, you know, you're not going to be open to being helped right now. If you remember that you can open up to be helped, you can try to open up to be helped, to listen to music that transports you, to, you know, read a book that reminds you of who you are or what is possible in this life. If you remember that you have access, that will lighten your load just a little bit. So please don't convince yourself that you're alone. You're not. And don't convince yourself that this pain that you're in will be forever. It's not forever, but it is for now. And it is a healthy thing to experience. Be gentle with yourself. Be patient. And see this as an opportunity to love yourself in ways that you know you deserve. And to ask for love in ways that you've always wanted. Step by step, day by day. It's horoscope time, and you know it's my favorite time of the week. This week is the week of July 14th through the 20th of 2019, and you know it's going to be intense because, as I've been talking about for several weeks, it's eclipse season. And on the 16th, we have a lunar eclipse, um, and we'll get into it. But on the 14th, we have a really intense transit. You will have been feeling it on the 13th, and you will feel it until the end of the 15th. It is exact on Sunday the 14th, and it's a sun opposition to Pluto. Now, this particular transit is really transformational. It is really intense. When we have sun opposite Pluto, we have the likelihood of really dramatic or compulsive feelings find ourselves caught up in obsessions, in particular obsessions related to the past because the sun is in cancer. So the sun in cancer has a tendency to attach to the past or reflect on the past. And Pluto, unfortunately, focuses on what's painful instead of what's healing and transformational. Now, the good news is Pluto governs healing and transformation. And so with intention and gentle slash aggressive and consistent nudging, we can focus our energies, our thoughts, and then eventually our feelings towards what is most transformational. And if that's not working, towards what is most neutral. Because if you allow yourself to go on default around the state, you're likely to be fixated on what's really kind of painful or difficult. Here's an exception to that. 
if you are actively working towards reform, if you are actively, I don't know, like going through your closet and throwing things away or reorganizing your inbox, you know, if you are basically digging in deep and actively engaging in creating change so that you catch up and get present, then you might actually feel pretty energized around this date. See, this is the fun thing about astrology. It doesn't just tell us what's happening or that a storm is coming for you. What it tells you is how to make use of that energy. And within that is the opportunity to better understand that you actually have some amount of agency here. You have some amount of choice and some amount of control. And when it comes to Pluto, we always have control issues come up. Pluto is like the undertow of the ocean. And if you've ever been caught up in the undertow of the ocean, then you know it is roiling. It is intense. It is powerful. And when you try to fight it, it pulls you under. And when you can go limp and stop fighting, you just organically move to safety. You're okay. Whenever I've been caught in the undertow, all of my natural instincts say fight, fight for your life. Pluto governs our survival mechanisms. And so whenever there is a meaningful transit to or by Pluto in our lives or in the world, flight or fight mechanisms are engaged in efforts to gain greater control over our emotional safety, over our lives, over our relationships, our work, the world. We have this tendency to go in there and fight without considering, is the force I'm trying to fight greater than me? Is the force I'm trying to fight actually my business to fight? There's not a singular answer because you all have your own individual situations. And also, where we have Pluto, we have creation or destruction. And if you don't feel confident and clear that you're moving towards creation, then you're probably engaging in self-destructive or externally destructive behaviors or thoughts or obsessions or whatevs. So if you can't be creative and you don't want to be destructive, go for neutral. Go for limp in the ocean. <laughs> so on the 16th, we have this lunar eclipse, which is a full moon. So lunar eclipses are always full moons, right? At 24 degrees of Capricorn. So it's a full moon in Capricorn at 24 degrees. It will be exact at 2.38 p.m. Pacific time, California time. Eclipses are not the time for rituals. I think if you want to do letting go practices, if you want to do um, releasing practices in general with the full moon, that is pure magic. There's certainly reasons to do that. But if you're trying to do like real ritual work, the eclipses are not really great timing for it. And I think this is a really important thing for me to say if you're trying to think about what to do for the eclipse. This is not something where you really have to do a great deal. Also, if someone's trying to sell you a product or a service about doing a ritual for the eclipse, I would be a little bit cautious. The problem with eclipses, I mean, there's a lot of issues with eclipses, but the problem with eclipses is as astrologer and dear friend to me, Annabelle Gatt says, eclipses show us things in a new light. And that's beautiful. You would think you could do a ritual around that. However, surprises are unearthed something that you are unable to see before becomes visible. This happens because of the changing lights, right? So what's important about this is you don't want to mess with surprising energy. You want to let it reveal itself to you. With the eclipses, you've already done the work. You've already screwed it up or you've already set the table beautifully. It's already been done. 
And now you're going to deal with consequences, which is why most people experience eclipses as really emotionally intense. You may have been having a really hard time with sleep or nuts dreams. You may be feeling especially overwhelmed or taxed. Now, it's not just the eclipses. There's a lot of intense astrology at play at this time. It's not in addition to world news. It's kind of the astrological context to world news. It's not in in addition to your personal life and struggles. It's the context, the explanation for your personal life and struggles. So don't think of astrology as a pileup on top of those things. It's simply a way of understanding, contextualizing, and timing those things, right? So lunar eclipse. Let's talk about this lunar eclipse. Because of Pluto's involvement, we are likely to be dealing with self-esteem issues, trauma, and because it's in Capricorn, personal accountability. And I think it's really important for me to acknowledge that whether you're dealing with your trauma or you're dealing with trauma of someone else or just the trauma in the world, because everyone's jumpy, everyone's nervous system is so taxed right now. This is a time where even if you're like, I don't know why I'm not feeling this, this is actually not a big deal for me. You are likely to be dealing with people at the gas station, people at school, at work, in your friend circle who are dealing with it. No one is exempt from dealing with this energy. And unfortunately, because it does bring up trauma with the potential for healing, that's the good part. But because it does bring up trauma, we are all more likely to be defensive and reactive and to project stuff out. That means we are all more likely to make mistakes, my loves. We're all more likely to make mistakes. And that, depending on where you're starting from, can be really traumatic or super uncomfortable to sit with. As the moon dredges up issues from the past that have been submerged in your psyche, they will get kind of attached or projected onto your current issues. And that might feel regressive to you. And it might feel like mysterious. Why am I so upset about X or why am I spontaneously crying or whatever else? And what I want to say is that. It's time to sit with your feelings, to really be present with your feelings. You know, full moon in Capricorn doesn't really like that. Moon in Capricorn wants to do something about it, wants to fix the problem. This is not the time for fixing problems. This is the time for being present so you can understand and perceive in a nuanced way what the problems are, if they're even problems. Additionally, During the same exact time, we have an exact Venus opposition to Saturn. And Venus opposite Saturn is a transit that really kicks up a sense of self-esteem issues as well. It's really about feeling lonely, even if you're around people, you know, looking in the mirror and being really critical about what you see, Uh, being confronted with financial instability and maybe your responsibility of how you got here, or maybe a sense of helplessness about how to get out of it. Venus Saturn runs the gamut of all of these things. The key is not to try to fix at this time. Really, this is key. And this is a difficult thing to do because the feelings are so unpleasant. So this is a powerful opportunity for you to be able to watch yourself go. Watch how you react to your feelings. Watch how you react to the thoughts, the anxiety, the upsets that you're experiencing. Try to be interested in those things. Watch how you are inclined to abandon your own self when your feelings become overwhelming or unpleasant. And abandonment may look like turning your feelings into thoughts. Abandonment may look like grabbing your phone every time you're uncomfortable to scroll through your feed. 
abandoning yourself may look like obsessing on someone else, what they're thinking, what they're doing, what they meant when they said X. All of these ways are really ways of abandoning your own felt experience. And as you do that, you kind of lose the thread. You lose your capacity to treat yourself with kindness, true kindness. I know that what I'm suggesting in a way sounds really simple. And I know what I'm suggesting is incredibly difficult to follow through on. And so I want to just encourage you to practice it. And if you find that you really can't do it, or you really don't know what it even means, that's excellent information. And it's information I want to encourage you to use with intention. If you figure out that you don't know how to sit with your feelings when they're unpleasant without jumping to your phone or obsessing on someone else, that's information about your own emotional and mental state that you can then use moving forward over the next six months as these eclipses play out to deepen your relationship to yourself with. And this will have the unavoidable consequence of improving your whole life, right? Not making it easier, no sir, but it will be an improvement because greater presence gives us greater self-awareness and greater self-awareness allows us to make better choices. And when we make better choices, we get a better life. It's just kind of that simple. That all said, practice having healthy boundaries and executing clear intention around what you take on this week. If you're going to take something new on, make sure that it is a reflection of something true to you and not you responding to a compulsion. And this is really important, not only because of the eclipses, not only because of Pluto and Saturn messing with us, but Mercury retrograde. Did you forget? How could you forget about Mercury retrograde? This is a week where on the 19th, Mercury retrogrades back into the sign of cancer, not its most robust placement to be. This is a great time to review. It's a great time to reflect. And when we strive to move forward and start something new or take on new content, it can be coming from a kind of a weird place or we can really be misunderstanding what's happening. So I'm not saying don't do it. Life's got, a person's got to live. A person's got to live. Uh, every Mercury retrograde, I get questions from people being like, I have to change jobs or I, you know, I want to get a puppy. What do I do? And the answer is live your life. Just practice common sense. Don't act out of impulse, but instead bring intention and thoughtfulness to your actions, to your process. That's all, you know, live your life, live your life. So the final transit I'm going to tell you about this week is on the 18th, and it's between Venus and Neptune. And it is a loving trine. Trine is the word that describes a 120 degree angle in astrology. And a Venus trine to Neptune is actually a really lovely transit for restoring self-esteem, for being restorative in your relationship to relationships. This is actually a lovely transit to have this week because this is a hard week in a hard month honestly, in a hard couple of years. My hope for you is that you leverage this energy, which is subtle because it's a trine. It's not going to knock you over the head, but that you leverage this energy to practice being kind to yourself. I don't know, take a bath, take a damn bubble bath, or do something that is simple and restorative and that engages your senses. That's why I say bubble bath, because it engages the senses it's calming and it's soothing. And Neptune, Venus is all about those two things. Engaging your senses, both your ethereal senses and your material senses. Bada bing, bada boom, it'll help. 
I promise. And especially if you've been having a rough time, if you can't find time, if you don't have the resources to do something like that, download a free meditation app to a five minute meditation. This is more about you prioritizing your own wellness than it is about doing a specific thing. Find a reason, find a way to prioritize your wellness around this date. All right, my loves, I know this has been an intense period and I want to really send you all of my love and my hopes that you are, even if it's hard, you are finding ways to become more self-aware, more present, and more compassionate both to yourself and to others. And of course, I hope that you are engaging in the world in a way that reflects what you care about and who you care about. And I hope that you enjoy this podcast. I hope it gives you value. And if it does, you can please join me on whatever app you're listening to this on and subscribe. If you're an Apple podcast listener, please go ahead and rate and review. It does mean so much and it really does help me a lot. If you want to support this podcast on Patreon, you can do that. And if you know, you know, I have a book coming out, but it's not coming out until January 2020. So if you're like, Mama needs a book right here and now, why don't you pick up Annabelle Gatt's book, Astrology of Love and Sex? It's a sun sign compatibility book and it's super fun. So check it out. What else can I tell you? I don't know. I love you guys. And love, love is an action. It's not just a feeling. Love is, love is a calling. And I think it's really important that we put our energy and our passion and our intensity into who and what we love, not just because it serves other people, but because it makes it so much easier to be a person in a body in this fracta world. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 